Moody. I'm your host, Candace Campos, along with our producer, Thomas Mace. Hello. If you're watching us, use the one on the bottom of the screen. Uh, soul food is a Southern tradition with very deep roots. And today's guest has been a part of that tradition now for decades. We're not dating him, but it's been decades. He got started at his aunt's restaurant in the 1950s, eventually taking it over more than 20 years ago. And he is still working hard with his family to serve meals to the community. We are joined today by Chef Nick Akins and his daughter, Shanae Aiken, also known as Nikki. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, Alice. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So, Nikki, if you had, well, you know, if you guys can tell me kind of your favorite dish of all time that you or your dad made. Lord, that's mm. hard. That's a good one, right? One of your favorite. I have to name a, a group of my favorite dish. Okay, go ahead. Number one is macaroni and cheese. You start from scratch. Mm. Get that from the beginning till the end. All right. Old fashioned way. Okay. And number two is smothered rib tips. All right. And gravy is slightly cooked and it's just fall off the bone down your throat. Oh, <laughs> that sounds so good. And next one is our oxtails. Mm -hmm. And our next one is a whole southern style beef stew. Oh, yeah. a beef stew. Right. Mm -hmm. That's without the bones. We used to cook it with the bones. We decided not to cook it with the bones. They have more meat attracted. Mm -hmm. okay. One of my favorites would be liver and onions. Uh, a lot of people don't cook liver and onions, but it was my favorite ever since I was little because of this guy and my mama. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of this guy, so Nick, how did it all start? You know, as in the introduction that you started working at your aunt's restaurant in the 1950s, did you know you always wanted to be a chef or was this something that you just realized that, damn, I'm good at this? <laughs> Something that I realized that uh, the way I was living at that time, and when I got here and I asked her, I said, are you going to pay me and feed me too? And I fell in love because she showed me how to do things, and I found out that I love to do it. I didn't have to write nothing down. I remember it, but she stayed on me to make sure it's done right. And as of today, I still do it the same way, and it's done right. Old natural. I don't add anything artificial. Everything is natural. The way the food comes, that's why I give it the good flavor. Mm. So, like everything you're doing now, all the the recipes and everything, is that all just straight from your aunt, or I mean, is there is there has it always just been like this family tradition? Or have you like kind of like grown on it? Have you added any sort of like your own spin to it? Yes, it's it's all came from the beginning of the, the beginning of the restaurant. And I continued that, but I added a few other things to that. It's like I had, we used to do smother steak a different way. Now we do smother steak to order, so you won't have to sit all day. I sit for a couple of hours. We cook it to order, so it'll be fresher and nice and flavorful to you. Uh, sweet potato pies is still the same recipe. The peach cobbler, the same recipe. All those things, the same old recipe that we began with because I. I was looking at it and it's working. Why change it? Exactly. Yeah. And it's very simple. It's not too difficult. Um, you say it's not too difficult, but I can guarantee you we don't cook it as good as you guys probably do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what is it? What is it about the kitchen? I mean, you've been doing this now since, you know, 
gosh, you know, 50, 60 years. Since elementary. Yeah. I was in Holy Street Elementary when I started in here. Yeah. What is it? What what is it about about the food? Is it the serving of the food? Is it watching other people eat your food? Is it the arts? Like, what is it? It's the art of putting the food together and watching the people love the item because it's not greasy. It is. We try to keep. We taught them how to keep it healthy without all the heavy grease. We take all the skim off the grease while it's boiling, and the next day you see you have around two or three pounds of grease. So we put the stock in the refrigerator and all that grease comes to the top. That is not going into the human body. And that's make it very well nutritional to me. That's what keeps us going because we take it off the oxtail, we take it off the chicken, we take it off the beef too. You don't have all that animal fat going into the body. Yeah. So we take it off. And, and that gives you the true flavor of the product that we're trying to put together. And I do the same thing for my greens, my green beans, everything coming out fresh. The candy yams are fresh. And uh, in other words, we're taking a look at the healthy part of the item, even mm -hmm. though it's heavy food. So I take a look at the healthy part and how we serve it and continues the flavor. You get the natural flavor of the item. You can taste what you're eating, not thinking what you're eating, but you can taste and see what you're eating. And that's my program to keep it going. And I'm very rugged in the kitchen. So please don't come there with a solid ear. <laughs> I feel like throughout his um his mission is always because my dad does have diabetes, um, but it's under control. It's the most under control you can ever have working in this type of business. Right. And all his doctors will tell you right now, Mr. Nick is a healthy ox, okay? Well, why? Because why would you think he was so healthy because he's around all these foods, right? No, it's because how he prepares it. And so what he's trying to do in the future is to change that narrative of the black culture being all greasy and all, you know, um, congested and, and bad for you is to show you that it wasn't cooked properly. And this is the proper way how to cook things. And this is how it's supposed to taste. I love vegetables to this day because my parents cooked the hell out of them vegetables and it was delicious. Right. right. Kind of great rutabagas. Nobody know about rutabagas, but they come here and they're like, I never had rutabagas before and it tastes so great. Why? Because of how he cooks it. So I feel like it's, it's a great purpose moving forward for me to try to keep that same tradition going on. And that's why he loves it though, because he wants people to have these different types of flavors that you never would expect it would come from this type of building, this type of place. Especially the cabbage. Oh. We cook cabbage. We cook cabbage only take us about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. you know, really? You know, it's only take about 10 minutes to cook the cabbage. So we, we all, I call it a steam cooking. Not a whole lot of water, not a whole lot of butter. And uh, if we don't put no Nicky's blend, that's my special seasoning. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we, we, so you get the true flavor of the cabbage. We cook the out leaves first to get them tenderized. Then we put the inner leaf in and we cook it for around about five minutes. You're done. Because when you take it off the stove, it doesn't stop cooking. It's continuing to cook because the water is still hot. And you want the cabbage nice and crunchy. Oh, I've never tried. I've never tried cooking cabbage because to me, it's so like, it's like this big thing, you know, but. And it's hard to cut. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard it's to cut. Nope. I mean, and, and you kind of touched upon it, you know, being a black business owner, 
has its many ups and its many downs. You know, what what have you seen here in Orlando, kind of the progress of, of your business, you know, and, and owning a Black-owned business? Progress that I'm seeing in my business is, uh, uh, what I'm seeing is on the upswing, because you got to make it happen. You just can't put anything out there and suspect to someone to come and get it. Mm-hmm. You got to put a good product out there. You got to put a good flavorful product, a good looking product and out there. And then and now you have to make sure it's nice and it's uh, not greasy. Like the old fashioned way, you got to put a product out there that's presentable and the people will come once they taste it, they'll tell somebody else about it and they will come and tell somebody else about it. The good news travel slow. The bad news travel fast. So now we got all this good news out there and it's traveling all over Central Florida because people are coming and they're giving their opinion. And I listen at your opinion because it's, it's, it means a lot to me to what you think that the product is like. And I want to make sure that product is right because without you, there'll be no me. That's my motto. Without the customer, there'll be no Nikki. So we are, we are preparing for the customer. We're cooking for Orlando. We're cooking for Winter Park. We're cooking for Dog on Vito. Uh, we're cooking for all these people that enjoy. And I don't care who you are, we're cooking for the people. And the product has to be right for the people. That's my motto. And, I, I, and, and I'm going to continue that. And I'm passing on to my daughter. One for the people, there'll be no Nikki's place. So that's what it is. That's great. So uh, maybe like take us back just a little bit because you know you said you started with your with your aunt in elementary school. I've worked in a few kitchens. Chefs are tough people. I can't imagine it's any easier when it's your aunt and she's trying to teach you a lesson, making sure you're growing up right. Like, tell tell me tell me about her. Tell me about like your your early days working with her. The early days working with her. Uh, I get up five o'clock in the morning. Okay, you come down, you show me how to cook the grits. You don't cook grits in two minutes. You gotta let it cook slow. You gotta disperse the corn and make it nice and soft. So you taught me how to cook the grits. You taught me how to dog on full, you know, do the, uh, saute the bacon. And back in the day, we had salmon patties. We had corned beef, you know, corned beef patties. And we had liver and onions, which I still do today. Liver and onions for breakfast. We cook it very slow to cook it to order, so when we sit, so when the liver sits, it gets tough. So we had to cook everything to order. Now we have a lot of fish, we have catfish, we had we had uh, trout, and all those type, different types of fish that people come and get. We have a multitude of different items we cook to order, plus we had pancakes, plus we had the waffles. And uh, we cook all these things to order, but we had the grits sitting there simmering, getting softer and softer to your palate as you eat it. And, uh-huh. uh, and then we do the same thing today, but it wasn't easy because she was very, I shouldn't say difficult. <laughs> <laughs> she said she was very strict for maintaining the certain way we prepare merchandise. And I am the same way. If you don't fix it the way I want it, please get the front door. There you go. And how many, how many employees do you have now? We have a total of fifteen. Total fifteen. 15. And, and you were saying, and you were saying that you're eventually planning on passing this on to your daughter. So I, I mean, Nikki, I mean, what what's that feeling like? You know, it's is this something that you've always wanted? You know, you grew up in the kitchen. It seems like it. 
pressure. <laughs> I'm in a pressure cooker daily. <laughs> uh, it's uh, but one is very rewarding to um, have this uh, legacy and history from my um, great aunt and my father and his family members and from my mom as well. Um, it's just an honor to really try to maintain what they have built. And um, I wanna make sure that I do it right, but I have my little twist on it. And so I wanna make sure that I, I stay true to his, his work and the flavors that do us justice. And that's been working, and, but making sure that I keep um, the spice into it and the fun i feel like the lord gave me that type of flavor anyway in my personality because i'm really the personality person i'm the out front person and my dad is the cook and my mom is the finances so it's just like you know i i can develop all those things because i went into the kitchen too daddy saw that i could throw down myself <laughs> she could throw down i could throw down a little yeah. bit I and, uh, you know, maybe eventually I'll have a few things of my own. Um, but I definitely, uh, I feel the pressure <laughs> all the time <laughs> trying to make sure I'm right and be just as strict as them. Um, but I'm not too much of a micromanager. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I do have my little ways about me. So I feel like I'll do all right. Yeah, it's a, and it's a good combination, you know, if everybody has their different strengths and weaknesses, it just, right. it just works. And I mean, you guys were talking about history. I mean, Nick, can you tell me some of the uh, famous notable figures that have eaten at your restaurant? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, number one, Everest Presley. Elvis. He came into town and his, um, the guy was handling the show, got in contact with me, he said, could you cook country food? I said, sir, I am the country. <laughs> <laughs> and when I took it out to the, to the stadium in East Orlando, um, they said, oh, he said, this food is so great. I said, thank you so much, Mr. President. It's such an honor to cook for you. It's such an honor to eat your food. I never forget that. Then uh, we had I had James Brown. Oh my God! And uh, you know these guys coming to town looking for a good place to eat, just, just so, you know, good food. They, yeah, they happened to call me, and I had a few basketball players. And uh, I have uh, I've been pretty well lucky with the entertainment group, and uh, those were the uh, special one. Nikki, what I told you about another person? Prime time. Yeah. Prime time came, but he's been coming for the past like few years now. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, different representatives, uh, the commissioners, uh, what, what, who is the commissioner? How about Muhammad Ali? Yeah, my, oh yeah, Muhammad. Uh, Muhammad Ali, yes. I got him one time also when he was in town. He's like, oh yeah, him, yeah, he, 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 he comes <laughs> back once in a while, no big deal. I got the, I got the list written down for the, the, the people that have, uh, you know, had a chance to be, and uh, a lot of the mayors come to town. And I had, I got pictures on the wall of uh, Mr. Butter Dyer. He came and he loved my muffins. He said, oh, these muffins so good. I said, yes, sir, we cook them, we cook them every day, special. And uh, this, you know, these are things that we look forward to and the people are telling us 
that we are going in the right direction. And also the people will tell you if they don't come to your place that you're going in the wrong direction. So we have to listen to the people. That's That was always sticking to my mind. My, my aunt told me, you got to listen to the people. Because work for the people, you won't be here. Back in those days, we had a lot of orange pickers. People who pick oranges during the day. I used to prepare lunches for the guys who go on the road. I used to get up 5 o'clock in the morning and have 20 lunches ready to come by, eat breakfast, and got their lunch and went to start picking oranges. Right there on the corner of Paramore and the Carter Street, a place called Dixie Dew. They used to come and get their lunches and uh, go get on the orange trucks and come back that afternoon. And we had dinner ready for them because you know they were single guys. Some of them you know, didn't have no, you know, no family. We kept them going. And this is where we start building that from because the people were coming to us. We had lunches going out. We had uh, dinners ready for them. We had breakfast ready for them. And we still have that same principle going now with this with the thing that we're doing now. We have breakfast. People come get their lunch. Yeah, a lot of construction. A lot of the construction workers come, and so we're we are so happy to feed them. You know, because they're coming in from different places, different states, right? And things like that. And we had a really good one when they were um, just starting to build the apartments down um, Paramore Oak. Mm -hmm. So Trinity um, Trinity Construction. Him and my dad, they got along like peace and cares, like they've been friends for so long. Mm -hmm. He came literally every day and then he bought a really, they had a really big ending when their contract was up and they bought a whole bunch of um, plates and dinners for everybody that worked. So I mean, it was that, really, really great. And that goes to show you because it's construction workers, farmers, those are the hardest working people you've ever seen out there in the heat. They need food that's going to stick to their bones and get them through the day. I don't want no salad with some, <laughs> you know, with a tomato on top. Okay. I need something that is going to <laughs> turkey meat. Uh-uh. I want to eat a real meal that's gonna stick to my good. Right, right. <laughs> well, we sent 50 meals out as um as well to the Orlando Police Department. And the city of Orlando's been working with us for the past. A um, couple of months, and we've been able to see the um, different organizations that did the testing for COVID at the different spots. Mm -hmm. And so we're feeding the workers there. And then um, we did the City of Orlando Sheriff Department and the, the Police Department three times. So wow. they was like, uh, I need them again. <laughs> I was like, okay, no problem. Please get out on the streets because we want y'all to be good too. <laughs> yeah. So it's been really great. I'm really glad that people understand that we, we want to cook for the working people and keep their, you know, think about them and knowing that we're there for you. If you don't have a family, we're going to be your family. And whenever you come in, you family to us. So. And also, I want to mention that you can afford our meal. Like on Wednesday, we have what you call a $5 date. Oh, yeah, $5 meals. $5 meals. On Wednesday, you can get a $5 meal. Okay. Beef stew, chicken, you know, chicken fried meal. wings, fried flounder, meatloaf, beef stew, five dollar plate, two sides, <laughs> rice on one side, rice on one side. You Don't you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm a bargain hunter, so you'll be seeing me every Wednesday. <laughs> okay, we'll call ahead, girl. <laughs> we'll have it ready for you. Yes, we are here to feed the public. I love it. I love it. So. And how are you guys doing with the pandemic? So you said that you kind of you're kind of pivoting. You're, you know, you're finding the you know 
who needs it most, but I mean, have people been coming in? Have you guys been able to do curbside? What, what have you guys been able to do? So it's been really, uh, it's been up and down, but with the um, opportunities that people bring to us and with the good advice um, from the city, They've been giving um, people marketing strategies and different ideas to do curbside and, and different types of ideas with um, Uber Eats and Postmates. So we've been blessed enough to be ready with those marketing ideas um, already before the pandemic happened. So we were still able to generate business. And then once um, the Black Lives Matter movement came around, it was really, really um, propelling us to another level with keeping um, our workers good. And that really helped us out. And we really do appreciate all the um, publicity that has been given to all the black businesses and the support of other businesses as well. Just um, having that as a backing during this time, it really did um, help us get through that rough patch before we was able to get any type of funds from um, the government. Cause we had a difficult time as you can tell from other businesses that um, they didn't get their fair share of any type of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were thankful enough that we had our loyalty, our loyal customers from daddy. <laughs> they love daddy, okay? They was like, I'm coming just for them. I was like, well, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then our, then our new customers that came in from the Black Lives Matter movement and then other um, customers that followed them through the word of mouth that really is just, um, amazing. Yeah. So we're still not open for dine-in, which is just really sad. So I know that took away part of our customer base and people are just like, when are you going to open? When are you going to open? And I really want to see how the governor is going to be doing with the new openings of the bars and hopefully, you know, cause I don't want us to get shut down, but you know, but this, it will really hurt everybody that works here so we're trying to do it as safe as possible because we aren't a big place but we do have a lot of personality and i want to try to keep that going because people come in every day and they're trying to tell us we're coming in to keep you open yeah. and i want i love that about everybody that says that to us and i i really want to do what you want I really do, but we got to be safe for everybody. And I really hope in, you know, as time goes by, maybe throughout the holidays, we'll see how we can work that out. But it's, it's been, it's been a blessing basically through these COVID-19 times. Just to get the people masks up. Yeah. Uh, we're working with the, um, with Mask Up and the Onyx Magazine. I don't know if y'all know about Onyx Magazine. Mm -hmm. Mr. Black is, uh, um, is the owner of that magazine. It's a black owned magazine and he partnered with bank of america the commissioner um hill and um different other businesses to give out masks um and hand sanitizers to our community and so they gave us uh, already got two large bags 200 i already went through them and i'm getting another bag shipment in from him and that was so helpful to people because people didn't even have masks Right. It was like they were covering their face with the shirt, like, how can I order? You right. know, I was like, I will come outside and help you order. But sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're in too many different places and they saw that need. Mm -hmm. And that is really yeah. great for people. Yeah. And just to know that you're supporting the community, it's even better. You know what I'm saying? Because right. sometimes people don't think that they're thinking about them. 
especially in our area as Paramore, it is sometimes forgotten, but it is coming back, but in a different way as gentrification is coming down. I hope that they still think about the people that are currently living here because they want, they love their home. They love where they're staying and they want to have a nice place to live too and to be safe from all the different dangers of COVID-19, just like anywhere else. So I'm just thankful that the community has been thought of for sure. Yeah. Yes, we do. We're going to keep going. Mm -hmm. We're never going to stop. We're never going to stop. We're going to, we never stopped during COVID. We always stayed open. We were just standing outside waiting for y'all to come. <laughs> How can we help you? Right? We were here. So I'm thankful that we're still here and we're going to keep on going until 2021 and we're going to hopefully open up. So, I mean, like you guys, you know, you guys are, have talked about a lot about supporting the community and the community then in turn supporting you. You're saying you're cooking for the people. Like it really seems just like, you know, where you guys are and, and like you're just like this, um, this cornerstone of, of the, the neighborhood. Like that doesn't seem to be like lost on you at all. Like this seems like it's just, you know, there's just, you know, years and years and years of tradition behind all this. And like, you know, does that, does that like weigh on you at all? Or is that just, you know, a, a source of inspiration? Source of inspiration to keep it going. Inspiration, I think so. Keep it going. This neighborhood is a, is a part of us and we're a part of the neighborhood. So we have to keep the neighborhood going to order to keep it alive. Without the people, the neighborhood will shrink. Yeah. That's just my opinion, of course. And so we're we are showing the people that we are a part of them, not just a business in their neighborhood. Right. We are a part of this neighborhood too. That's why we decided to give out the masks and sanitize to everybody that needs it. And then when the people come, we say, here you are. Here, you, you needing the mask and sanitize? Yes, we do. Here you are. A couple of minutes. And they and they, and they think about these things. When people go home, they think about these things. They don't think negative. Of Nikki's place, they think positive of Nikki's place. Right, Nikki's place is working for them, and and the people will work for us, and that's how the that's how the situation goes. It's not it's not one side of the street. The street got two ways to go. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you to drive on the right side or drive on the wrong side. So my opinion, let's drive on the right side because the neighborhood we are in it, and we'll try to stay within it. Absolutely. And if we're and when we're driving, how can we find you? Where are you guys located? Are you guys on? I know you guys. I know all the answers. I already looked up everything you have on your menu. But for our listeners, where can they find Nikki's place? How can you find Nikki's place? So if you come in downtown, you come down to Westmoreland, right? Mm -hmm. Westmoreland. Okay. If you are on Church Street, Church Street in Westmoreland, okay, you're gonna make a left. You could be going south. And just as you go into the 408, you can make another left. Which is Carter Street. We're right in front of the 408. Mm -hmm. And we're right back next door to New, uh, Jerusalem, New Jerusalem Church. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Nikki, I love Nick, I love how I asked you where your dress is and you told me exactly how to get there. You did you, you even gave <laughs> you who needs Google Maps? Who you have okay. next? Walk you right you to the door. Know where Church Street is. You can find it for sure. That's awesome. Are you guys? And you guys are on social media. Nikki's place is that? Yes. Oh yes. So um, of course I'm on um, Instagram. That's Nikki's Place ninety nine, and you can find. I always do video shorts of Daddy. So if you want to catch us talking and, and him fussing sometimes. Oh yeah. Catch it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> or 
our new stuff that any any new things that were coming out because daddy is coming out with a burger oh, uh, yes it's not the old burger daughter this burger. <laughs> <laughs> all the way from Alabama to Florida. It's a southern burger that he's doing. And so I'm going to be posting about that soon. And then, of course, we're going to be doing our um, Thanksgiving and holiday um, catering menu. So I definitely will be posting that on my Instagram. And you can follow us on Facebook as well, where I love my Facebook family. Hey, y'all. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I love it. Like, they're all my aunties and aunties. All, all of them, okay? Because you know, you know, my cousin now. You know that, right? I, Brian, I, cousin. <laughs> I'm coming over for Christmas. Oh, yeah. You got to. So we're going to be working hard on those things, but you can follow us on there as well. Just say um, Nikki's Place, Inc. Um, for Facebook. And then our website, which is Nikki'sPlace.net. And uh, if y'all need any other helpful hints, Google is always great. We on there, too. Yeah. <laughs> So you can tell who the tech person is, right? Yep. I'm only, I'm only in the kitchen. He said, I'm only the chef. That's all he always I'm only That's the good chef. enough, Nick. That is so good enough. I heard you all the heavy lifting. <laughs> well, I'll be knocking on your door very soon, asking oh. for some of that mac and cheese. Come say, hey, this is my mom. This is this is uh, Nick's other half. I just you all the time. Oh, you watch us all the time. <laughs> You're the best. Nikki did tell me that you would say that, so. Yeah. She was like, oh, look at you guys. You always talk about your children and then you and then all your, your wonderful outfits. Oh, my gosh. She's oh, what do you think about this outfit? Good? <laughs> like it? She's about to go buy it now. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like we're part of the family, don't you, Thomas? Yeah, thank absolutely. You. Thank you so very much. You have a blessed day. Thank you, guys. Thank we you, will... Thank you, Ryan. Bye, guys. <laughs> Looking at you guys, okay? We'll see you okay. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guests, Nick and Shania Akins from Nikki's Place. You can find their restaurant online at nikki'splace.net. Our host is Candace Campos. Please follow her online as well. You can find her on Twitter. Just search at Candace News 6. And on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. We'd also like to thank our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcasts. <laughs>